welcome to episode 19 of Bad Friends Worst Critics, where I, Noah Davis, along with John Pina and Lane Wellman, talk about whatever we want to talk about, mainly concerning movies and music, not really technology. I said that last week. I was lying. Um, <laughs> and we'll get right into the news. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, and this first piece of news is kind of an update uh, last week. See, I wanted to wait till now to interrupt you uh, to say gotta... fuck you for making me wait, so I made you wait for the interruption. Anyway, continue. Okay, hurtful. Um, Alright, so this was an update for last week's uh, piece of news. The Frogger game show we talked about, it mm-hmm, is in mm-hmm. fact going to be the person is the Frogger character. Nice. And nice. they were going through Real traffic? Uh, 12 different obstacle courses dubbed crossings, uh, dodge treacherous traffic, leap over snapping gators, and hop over hungry hippos. Mm. So, we'll Sounds like Hasbro three. needs a, a hand in this one. <laughs> Wait, are they doing Hungry Hungry Hippos crossover? That's what I'm saying. Oh, there you go. Okay, That's a okay. copyright infringement right there. No, just Hungry Hippos. It's yeah, two but... hungries. That's when the copyright comes in. Okay, and our next piece of actual original news this week. Uh, Netflix has announced a Terminator anime. Um, Terminator's been shitting the bed recently with every movie release in the last 10 years. I'm curious to see if... Every movie release. Whoa, 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 whoa. Terminator 1 is amazing. 2 is a little overrated. Amazing? 1's great. I won't say amazing. I would give it the time of day. Like if someone was like, hey, let's watch the original Terminator. I'm like, uh, sure. Yeah. But I'm never happy about it. Two is a little overrated. I think people like the, just the, uh, the action aspects of it. Do you think? Wait, I think I, I think I like Judgment Day better than one. I mean, a lot of people do. Do you think the show I, is going to be like just a retelling of the same, like, Story? I assume. Is it gonna be like I assume because that's what Terminator. Yeah. Well, I assume because Terminator is so afraid to do anything but the John Connor story, uh, or anything related to that. So I mean, it'd be cool to see maybe a Skynet show or how Skynet actually became Terminator Company. Uh, that'd be really cool, or just maybe the Resistance. Yeah. Kind of what they did with um, Terminator. What was that one with Christian Bale? Can't think of it right now. Some with an R. Attribution or something like that. Revolution? Salvation? Terminator Salvation? Maybe it's Salvation. That sounds right. Terminator Salvation? Okay, yeah. But Terminator Salvation did a lot of cool things, but even in it kind of yeah, fell back. Yeah, Terminator on the Salvation. Original. Yeah, it kind of fell back on the original Terminator mythology and mythos. I don't know. Hopefully it's something new, but it'll probably just be about John Connor. Okay, uh, this piece of news isn't really important. I don't really care about it. Um, kind of to hate on this piece of news more than anything. So Paul W.S. Anderson, you know, the genius behind the Resident Evil movies, the new Monster Hunter movie. Um, Just a bunch know, of he classics. did a lot the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I think that was the 95 him. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. you know, a lot Alien vs. Predator. Was that him? Yes, sir. Okay, Okay. well, that's kind of a guilty pleasure movie, so. All right. Well, he is getting the chance to adapt a George R. R. Martin story called... Wait, he did Event Horizon? Oh, shit. Uh, He's getting to adapt George R. R. Martin's In the Lost Lands. It's going to be a werewolf movie, or uh, I think it's going to be a movie. 
but I'm just curious as to how Paul W.S. Anderson gets movies anymore. It's crazy to me. I don't think Monster Hunter did amazingly well. I don't think Resident Evil did well near the end. I don't think any movie did well in 2020. Well, that's Monster fair. Hunter was a 2020 movie. Well, they tried to bank on the Chinese market, and then we had that one piece of news where it got pulled out of every Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the one joke, so I just mm-hmm. don't understand. Yeah, what, budget what, sixty what? mil, box office thirty. F's in the chat. Well, his new werewolf movie is going to come out next year, apparently. And I know you guys are huge fans of the Twisted Metal video game series. You know, mm-hmm. like myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting a TV show, courtesy of Deadpool Two producers. There and or the writers of Deadpool Two. Um. As far as I can tell, it's not what I want from a show. The description is an original character who's thrown into the Twisted Metal universe. And I just kind of wish it was an anthology based on each character. Mm. Uh, Twisted Metal is just, it's, I don't know if you know, but it's just a tournament, a car combat tournament. Whoever wins or the last man standing gets their wish fulfilled. Um, But yeah, apparently it's going to be about a pizza delivery guy who's just thrown into the Twisted Metal world. So. And he's an expert driver, so go figure. I mean, I mean, that's pretty good, but I'm curious to see if this is going to be any good. It's it's pretty hard to adapt such a concept successfully. Yeah, what do you think? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the anthology idea would be super cool. Right, each yeah, character getting its own backstory like the video game. But... That'd be really awesome. My comment was going to be not as pertinent, but when do you think pizza delivery is getting phased out? Like Pizza Hut <laughs> delivery. Well, like, don't you think like DoorDash and Uber Eats, etc., are going to corner the market on delivery? I don't think so because DoorDash and Uber Eats really take a huge chunk out of the profit. Oh, for I mean, sure. So I was just saying, like, from the perspective of being a driver, hmm. who would you rather be employed by, well, Pizza Hut or DoorDash? Because you can choose your own schedule. Yeah. Right. right? Well, and that's the, I think that's the whole appeal. Yeah. And so, are there still going to be more people interested in delivering for one particular company, or people who want to make as much money as possible on their own terms? And I think it's the latter always. I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to take a while, if anything. Um, I'm sure. You know, I I want to skip ahead. Let's go to self-driving delivery cars. You know, like yes. here's your pizza, just dispenses it. You well, you've seen. Code. Have you yeah. heard of that? That's like a. There's a company out of California. They have like a truck, oh. uh, and it makes your pizza fresh oh, as you God. order it. So, like you know, you put in the order, and it starts driving towards your destination after it you know goes to the ones in front of you. And it takes like five to seven minutes to make your pizza to order. So by the time they've like finished delivering it and have headed your way, the pizza's just started to be made. So basically by the time it gets to deliver to your door, it's fresh. See, that's where technology needs to be at, okay? We need to start (laughs) adapting to that sort of lifestyle. Pretty fucking scary, but... We're at, what fresh oh, pizza geez. at your doorstep? Nothing scary about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, just, I mean, just a huge truck coming. It would be like the ice cream truck for adults. Just literally. Pizza. 
prematurely. Uh, I, I wonder if they could do a food truck style thing. Just kind of probably. You, know, you never know. Um, yeah, self-driving delivery. I don't know how we got onto this, um, but we, I feel because <laughs> he was a pizza driver, and it made oh, me think: right. when are pizza drivers like? Because you know, in movies, when like there's like clearly just like a dated reference that doesn't really make much sense for it to be in the anymore. I was like, yeah. when does pizza delivery guy stop being like a thing? And pretty soon, I think. I mean, it's not that DoorDash is that oh, much different, you know, but like, you're a DoorDash driver. You're not a pizza delivery guy, and there's a very different it's connotation. Minute. It's gonna be a while. I bet you. It's still gonna be a while. See, this, gonna... Is still, this is still a tech. This is still a tech uh, podcast. Yeah, the the I'd say the next twenty years we'll still have pizza delivery guys. Maybe after that, that's when it's you know who what is a pizza delivery guy? It's just a food delivery person, and or machine. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, this I think this was actually happened last week or so. Uh, Henry Cavill teased a Mass Effect project in the works. He posted a picture of a script that he was reading. Uh, I can only assume if this was actually real, he would be playing Commander Shepard. I mean, well, who else would he? Not only play? did he did he post a did Did you see the picture or like read anything like? I just saw the one line that was. Well, yeah, yeah. So like the picture <clears throat> is like the script is open, but he like blurred the fuck out of it, and so people mm. had to like take the picture and like enhance it like a bunch, and then they were able to like read like one line of it. So like he didn't even. And like in the picture, make it. I, I mean, he did because he uploaded the picture, but it's not even like readily available new like knowledge to know that like what he uploaded was him saying that he was playing. Oh, okay. Effect. So he was just uploading <clears throat> a tea. Yeah, if you will. I'm sure that he was like, yeah, someone could probably like do the fucking work to read this, but and they did, and that's how we know. Right. I mean, hey, I'll watch Henry Cavill and. Fucking anything yeah, really yeah. yeah especially Mass he was Effect. awesome with daryl yeah. yeah him as commander shepherd that'd be awesome that got the model look of commander shepherd you know oh him in the armor i can i can already see some of the shit even though i'm not a huge fan of the games i think a movie would be pretty fantastic yeah. although i think a lot of fans would have problems they always do so i'm not sure how they tackle you know player choice uh i don't know yeah, I don't know. It's probably a lot of uh, questions to adapt an RPG such as Mass Effect. Yeah. But anyways, uh, you know how I think was it a month or two ago we talked about how Wonder Woman made I think sub five million at the movie theaters mm-hmm. when it opened. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom and Jerry opened this weekend, last weekend, and made thirteen million dollars. And I. <laughs> Who are these people? Who's who out there? Who are you? Are you are you going to the theaters? You're just bringing your family to Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, live action hybrid. Kids can't get COVID. Fact. Fact. <laughs> you heard Americans heard. from the South can't get COVID because <laughs> it's Fact. a made up virus by yeah. the liberals. Oh, of course. All kids know Tom and Jerry, so why wouldn't you take your kids when they can't get sick? Period. I don't know if Tom and Jerry is that relevant. That's the one that you're going to argue. Not this one, not that one, but this one. Well, the other two seem pretty sarcastic. and. This one's sarcastic, too. Of course kids don't know Tom and Jerry. It's not fucking Peppa Pig. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Paw Patrol. Why do they care about Tom and Jerry fucking 50s and 60s? 
I bet you cartoons. a Peppa Pig movie will, uh, would make bank right now. I'm just surprised that it made so much. I mean, what are movie theaters just open everywhere? I, I don't even. I don't you know say, where. Uh, this past weekend. Yeah, this past oh, one. I was gonna say it's all that Texas money. Texas opened back up, and well, yeah, Texas went back up. Where they announced that, but it was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thirteen million's not, you know, the worst, even if it was an actual showing, or you know, a normal showing. Do they have to? I mean, they, they still, they still, numbers? they still have to have make forty million dollars to make it back. Yeah, and they're doing the HBO Max thing though, so who knows? Who knows how the financials work anymore? Because they're probably not spending as much on marketing. Or they're spending just as much, but some of it's probably marketed towards HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So it's, you probably save money that way. I don't know how all that works. I'll pretend to know, though, and keep talking about it. For sure. Um, <laughs> that's, that's our job here is to pretend to know things. and yeah. We're experts, okay? You heard it here first. <clears throat> don't question us. We're experts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, John, I know you love reboots. I know we haven't announced... 30 reboots on this show on this podcast this will be the first i think if this is about to be a reboot i believe uh hasbro has announced that they are hungry hungry hippos no they are making (laughs) another power rangers movie reboot not Hmm. anything to do with the one they already tried a few years ago um just give it a rest man (laughs) they can't they can't i just got a headache From another Power Rangers movie? Yes, why? We need uh, to see Zordon again, you know? Brian Cranston can they, Zordon. Can, I would be happy if they brought back all the OGs. Every single one of them. I think one's dead. <clears throat> so that might be a little tough. Yeah, you could do... I'm sure it's a lot of them are, They talk about, like, a, a Power Carrie Rangers. Fisher was in the last Star Wars, okay? Anything is possible. Barely. It's fucking 2021. But all of her scenes—that would be actually really funny because all of her scenes were like they had already shot those, right? So none of them was like really digital. It was just old. It was like from that first movie. That'd be funny if it was like, yeah, we're doing a new like in 2021, we're doing a Power Rangers movie, but it's just old footage of (laughs) the OG guys. (laughs) That'd be awesome if they touched up (laughs) and so it doesn't make make any sense. It's just yeah, it's like a home movie of. I'm into that. I'm more into that. What was the one? What's the one Power Rangers movie where they went to the moon? And they like brought together like four different generations of Power Rangers. That that was probably just one of the TV movies, man. They had. Are you talking about with all the Red Rangers? That was like ten generations of Power Rangers. That was a crazy that's amount. That's um, why I said it was like a million Power Rangers went in. It was, it was just one of the TV movies. I don't know. <laughs> Power Rangers the movie probably get you one of the or just look up the TV movies. I'm sure there's probably a list of the ten or fifteen that are out there. I'm seeing. Just put a uh, Red Ranger Power Ranger crossover. Red Ranger crossover. That'll probably get you. We're we're on the case. Live on stream, doing the research. Power Rangers team up episode. I see. That's probably one of those. Okay. Well, uh, I'll move on to the next piece of news because. You won't care anyways, John. Uh, That's true. So, T.I., after some recent, maybe some bad timing, but after some recent allegations been made against him, uh, he has 
or they have confirmed he is not returning for Ant-Man 3. Um, I think last week a group of women made allegations headed towards T.I. and his wife, and Marvel likes to play it safe, I guess. Disney likes to play it safe. So, rest in peace, T.I.'s character. I'm sure they'll explain it away all smooth-like. <laughs> yeah, he's on vacation. Um, right. Yeah, I guess we'll not see T.I. next year when we watch Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. <laughs> and... Did you ever figure out the Red Ranger thing, John? Or... No, I, I can't find it anywhere, man. You sure? I feel like if I Google Red Ranger Moon right now. I, I keep getting the very first movie from 1995, the first Forever Power Red. Rangers thing. Power Rangers Season 10, Episode 34, Forever Red. What? <laughs> <laughs> because that's an episode. Right. This was a movie. Are you sure it wasn't that movie? Or I'm sure it's know? not that movie. It could have been a TV movie. Are you sure? Because if you're thinking about like the original movies, there was the ooze one, or the guy. Wait, that like the I'm seeing. A, I'm seeing. A, I'm seeing. A, I'm seeing a still shot from this. From what? Maybe it is this one. The Red Rangers <laughs> Wild Boys. Yeah, probably. This is from a. Uh, Oh, this is from like old Wild Force. This is an old ass. Yeah, this... it was this one because Tommy one? comes back. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Okay. They like leave their little moon base <laughs> and then fly up, and they've got like twenty different Red Rangers from the whole show. Yeah, yeah this is it. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah, from Daily Motion. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll bring back Tommy for the reboot that you can watch next year or in two years or so. I don't think they had a release date. And I know you guys were looking forward to knowing who's going to voice Jiminy Cricket in the new Pinocchio movie. Mm-hmm. And let me put you at ease and tell you it's going to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> My number one pick, actually. Your number one pick. That's, that's who I think of when I think Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah. There's no one else. Absolutely no one else could fill those <laughs> Um, I, I don't know why. I remember really. Didn't you and McGregor do Jiminy Cricket before? What do you? Or maybe he did him? Pinocchio. Wasn't there like an old Pinocchio that you and McGregor? Why do I know that? Hold on. Right, you hey, Lane, do another little, <laughs> you do another little search. Yeah, Lane. What are you gonna say? Um. Oh, I remember. The first is this the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio? Nope. The first couple of this things I saw just just Gordon Levitt in were like Inception and The Dark Knight Rises, and I was Looper. like, yeah, and then I was like, man, I really like this guy. I hope I get to see him in more shit in the future. And this is not what I meant. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be opposite Tom Hanks. Did you just link me, you and McGregor? Yeah, go to his fourth top <laughs> filmography thing. It says that there's a Pinocchio movie filming that he's voicing Cricket. And when you click Pinocchio, it says it's the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. Right. Are well, there two the Pinocchio Guillermo movies coming yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney's doing one, and I think Guillermo del Toro's doing the other. What the fuck? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if Guillermo's directing it, but he's definitely... It's his he's project. directing it. 
Oh wow. Okay. Uh, that didn't get canceled. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll see both versions of Pinocchio. It, it's like the Jungle Book when we got the Jungle Book and then Mowgli. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mo- mm-hmm. Mowgli was in production way before the Jungle Book. Disney just hops on the train, so we'll do they a print special. Money. Uh, we'll do a special Pinocchio episode. We watch both back to back. Yeah, watch the original mm-hmm. just to see how each one does. Yep. Okay, and um, I don't even know if I could consider this news, but The Simpsons has been renewed for at least two more seasons. That will make it season thirty-four, I believe. Um. The Simpsons is almost going to be able to run for president mm. in a couple more years. It'll be the to run for president. I I just, I mean, I, crazy. I have not watched a lot of The Simpsons. Yeah. Are they, are they still doing it? Like, like the new seasons, are they still fine? Like, I, I guess. I don't like the HD animation. I've talked about that before, but okay. I mean... They're bringing in enough viewers, right? The viewer count. I mean, if it's getting renewed for two more seasons, two more ahead of time, that's pretty insane unless the show has a solid viewer count. Hunter said Maggie's going to be as old as Homer was in episode one. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) If only time moved. Yeah. But, okay. Good for them, I guess. I guess I'll never catch up. That's all I'm learning. That's the only <laughs> piece of news that this is. I'll never, ever catch up. You're going to have to pass it on to your kids. Yeah. They <laughs> it's, can, their, they it's their endeavor. You'll be like on your deathbed, and you'll be like, I've, fin- I've made it all the way to season 27. You have to finish this for me. <laughs> your quest now. <laughs> when it's um, on, you know. But then it'll be on season 87. Right. Like, by the so, time that happens. So to backtrack for a minute, the uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro yeah. Pinocchio movie... It's going to be a stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy Pinocchio. Mm, I hate that. And it's Netflix is doing it. Netflix is doing it. Oh, so Mowgli in Jungle Book. And so in January January 14th, the Netflix CEO said that it could be released later because it was initially slated for 2021, but then COVID. Um, So it says it could be 2022. But... So this is going to be exactly like Jungle Book, where Jungle Book comes out first. So by the time Mowgli comes out, nobody cares or gives a shit. Yep. Even though the other one was in production first. Yeah, this it's going to be great. Netflix is going to work out for Netflix just fine. Um, I mean, Pinocchio's dark enough, right? The original's is not it? the lightest movie. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Fucking old man kidnaps boys and turns them into fucking donkeys. That's not the lightest movie. His dad gets eaten by a whale? I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty dark. I think. Uh, but it's not I told mean, darkly or grimly. Right. I don't know. When he turns to a donkey, it's pretty. It's a lot. Um, I'm, you know, I guess it's, I'm more excited for Guillermo del Toro's take, for sure. Right. I feel as though, you know, Disney's is just going to be cookie cutter here you go this is how you remember that movie um yeah moving on dc has announced they're rebooting superman once again courtesy just fucking no, just sorry. stop putting these in man no courtesy <laughs> they make of me want to die jj <laughs> abrams and 
Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing the script. Do you think... What? <laughs> I knew that would get you, Jeff. I knew it. What the fuck did you just say? Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing the script. That's what I said. And... Superman. <laughs> Superman, yeah. No. Yes, he... all of the racial intricacies that could possibly be touched on and nuanced, I'm sure, are going to be well, that's well my dug into be... the, the... I mean, I don't... It would be dope <laughs> if Superman was black. Yeah. yeah. The people but who go watch do... Superman are going to be pissed if it's a race movie. Right. Right. You know, they were like, we'll let, we'll let you have Black Panther, right? Like, it's its own thing. <laughs> we don't have to go watch that. But now you're going to ruin my American They're Superman. Like, you get one the literal. That's it. His, his, his outfit is blue and red, and he is a white man. That is America. Red, yeah. white, and blue. <laughs> like, well, I mean, there's, you have there's to remember. no way that this is done. Or, or better yet, if it's just a normal ass mediocre Superman movie, everyone's going to go, why did we get. Tennessee coats for this. Uh, you know, well, you have to remember a boring ass Superman. Adding on to the nuances or whatever could take place, you have to remember that Man of Steel wasn't really loved by Superman fans. So even when you get an okay movie, like that's just very Superman like. You get White Man Superman. You get you know the whole shebang, his regular origin story, nothing crazy. People still don't like it. So something like this where I'm assuming they're going to flip Superman's story on its head. Um, they didn't. I don't see why they'd even point, like you said. But I guess we'll see how that goes. I, You can read his post. He said he was I'm just grateful so confused, for... man. <laughs> He's a non-fiction writer, okay, for like 12 years. And mm. he wrote his first piece of fiction... Because he's an author by trade, and I think he does like a little bit of like political correspondence for some magazine or newspaper, I guess, whatever they're called. Um, I think it's like The Atlantic, maybe. But in 2019, The Water Dancer came out, and he got even more famous and popular because he was originally doing a bunch of like – basically wrote a, a novel that got him super famous like in 2012, 2013 called Between the World and Me, which I read. Um, and it's really good, and it's basically like a letter from father to son about – this is what being black in America is like, and it's just really well written, and he's very clearly like a smart dude who can talk and articulate about concepts like that very well. So then he makes his first novel, right, first piece of fiction, 2019. There's like seven-year gap between his like you know seminal nonfiction work and his first fiction work. I don't. It's think been two years since he wrote his first fiction book. That's not totally true. Well, I mean the the gap thing because he was doing. He was writing Black Panther and Captain America comic. Oh, was has he been doing comics? Or he no, like during that gap you said. All right, right, but he's been. I didn't yeah, even know he, he did was, comics. Yeah, okay. Well, he did Black Panther for a couple of years, and then he did Captain America for one year, I believe. Yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, he, I didn't even know he's in. Like I knew him that's as. Deep, no, that's I how did, I know. His comics. I was like, yeah. I only knew he did like nonfiction, like racial and political commentary type works. And so he got super famous. So maybe he just also happened to like comics. And like, well, you're right. I don't know. Go. I don't know what was first or what beget what. I don't know. Um, Check out his wiki page. We'll find this. Yeah, out. he definitely we'll, he we'll wrote Black Panther for a while. I think he even wrote like a spinoff Black Panther thing. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, so he's doing Superman, and 
We'll see what that's like. It was like 20, 2016. He started writing Black Panther. Hmm. And Between the World and Me got published in 2015. So he was doing fiction. I mean, pretty hard yeah, fiction. I, I mean, like superhero fiction. That's... So he's not unfamiliar with superheroes, so I assume he knows the gravity of this decision. That, yeah, I, but I mean, comic writing is much different than like writing a novel or a movie. Right, you know? Or a movie, yeah. This thing's <laughs> just going everywhere, just writing every single type of thing. Because, yeah, his first novel for sure was The Water Dancer, which was 2019. Okay. Um, what you say? Yeah, I was going to say, kind of like way off topic, how much, not really off how how many times do you think these movies have to flop before DCE runs out of money and then Marvel buys Never. them and remakes all the movies Never. Really better? Never, because one the of comics, those <clears throat> Yeah, the comics no, are going to be true. sold indefinitely, and the parent companies are way too rich. Yeah. Uh, Warner owns DC. I don't see them getting rid of that property anytime soon. Um, yeah, like, whatever first year the iPhone stops outselling itself won't be the end of apple it'll just be the beginning of apple saying well we can kill, keep making shitty iphones because we're still gonna make a ton of money even though we're not gonna like break records every time and we can also now work on other things because we know people don't care about this that much but we'll still make them because people will still buy them That's fair. so it's right. the same thing with superman they're like people will still go watch this we don't need to make a billion dollars we can make 700 million we're fine with yeah that. it we're seems fine. it seems as though dc has definitely refocused its strategy after fucking failing with Justice League and all that. Uh, I mean, like the twice. Joker. I mean, the movie The Joker. I think that's uh, just completely out of left field for them. But, you know, I think that was when they were running out of money. <laughs> they started financing Joker and things. They're like, okay, we're strapped for cash. We need something different. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's what probably led them to these movies. So, but honestly, I don't think they'll ever run out of money. And with the way Warner Bros. prioritizes uh, series and IPs, like how it's done with Harry Potter, mm -hmm. I just I just don't see them giving giving it away at all, okay. or even putting a price tag on. Yeah. And I doubt Disney cares. <laughs> honestly, I really doubt Disney even thinks about it. But um, yeah, yeah, Superman. He's all also right. writing a Captain America. Uh, comic apparently, he already did. I think doesn't say he's. It doesn't say he's written. It says in 2018 he announced it, but that's all I'm seeing on this wiki page. I don't see it published. I, I'm not 100. percent I won't argue it, <laughs> so I don't know enough about it. But <clears> I when he did a run. Uh, I couldn't totally be wrong, and that obviously brings us to. District 10 being confirmed for development, uh, the sequel to District 9, the alien movie that came out in 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, Neil Baumkamp has revealed that, I think that's how you say his last name, you know, uh, he has revealed that he's working on District 10 after all these years, after it was teased, you know, maybe a year after District 9 even came out. Uh, I guess we're finally getting that. I'm pretty excited. I am a huge fan of District 9. I'm kind of concerned if they'll kind of lose some of the magic in making a sequel because mm -hmm. the first one had such a political undertone to it. Does that make sense? A, almost a relevant undertone, whereas a sequel 
the setup they did for the sequel. The wiki b dudes are slacking. I'm gonna keep interrupting <laughs> you, but the yeah, he, it, he, it, it, it did it did get published, 2019. There you go. And he's still making like the other volumes for it. Busy man. But it wasn't on his uh, author list, unlike Black Panther was. Well, you can add it yourself, you know. Register to be a wiki editor. Yeah, let me just do that. All right, sorry. Like, go uh, back. Go back. We're good. Oh, I was just That's saying it. District 10 uh, sequel in the works. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's about it. I'm afraid that what they set up at the end of season, or season, District 9, uh, will just, I don't know, it's kind of more of a revenge setup with how it ends. I mean, it's. I think it's implied Fucking at prawns. the end of 9 that they'll come back and just kill us all. So I'm curious to see how they'll handle District 10. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to music news, the one piece of music news we have for the week. <laughs> we only have one every week. We can't have any more than that, uh, unless you're Soldier Boy and you're releasing a video game console. Well, let's be fair, uh, and, and Lane made this point uh, off stream before, but because it's a Thursday thing, all of the music announcements that could be for the week are like released on friday so what it ends up being is us just talking about the releases the next week so why even mention them the week before when we're just gonna talk about them again so sure. like well you're gonna say this is the only piece of music thing and then i'm gonna say here's what i listened to this week because it just came out last week but we didn't talk about it so well yeah but we could just be preemptive about the releases if we knew the releases but i feel like those are so hard to keep up with all right, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack oh, album is dropping. Boom. There's the, there's the music news. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I'm curious to see this. Uh, Anderson Pack is always going to be. I'm always going to listen to any project, but Bruno Mars. I, I stopped know. caring I about know. it, but the fact that Pack wants to work with him makes me yeah, really right. interested like, in this. It gives it some credence, or, you know. This is interesting, because I feel the opposite. I feel like... It's because you don't like good music. I love Bruno Mars, <laughs> and Anderson Pack is just, like, a really good artist that... What songs does Bruno Mars even have that I know? You know. The big ones. When I Was Your Man, Locked Out of Heaven. All those classics. That's the only two I know. Oh, Grenade, from way back in the day. Oh, that was really old. That's a really old song. He did all the pop hits up. He was part of Uptown Funk and stuff, and you know. Is that his song, really? Though, like, what next? We're gonna call fucking all of Katy Perry and Justin Bieber's albums Benny Blanco albums? Like, no. Like, we're just not gonna call them that, even though they are. We're not gonna call them that. I think it's a little different, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm. I don't know anything about this album. It's just coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, probably midnight, I guess, so in like three hours. Yeah, maybe. probably tonight. Yeah. Okay, remember. well, you heard it here first. I can't remember what they said. <laughs> they probably didn't. <laughs> they probably did not. No, they heard, they heard it here first. They read it somewhere else. They, <laughs> That's uh, the, probably they, read it. They, they call themselves Silk Sonic. That's the name of the band. Of the two. Cool. Yeah. Like smooth is, sound. You get it? It is kind of cool. It? Yeah, so check out Silk right. Sonic in like three Well, and I, I think, yeah, and I think the album's just called An Evening with Silk Sonic, something like that. Um, maybe. That's classy. Classy move. 
It has but this uh, is his Bootsy Collins on it too. An evening with silks on it. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably what it's called. Am I supposed to know who Bootsy Collins is? I don't. He looks badass as fuck. I love his glasses. Holy shit! You should Google this man. What a fucking actual OG. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh... Look at his outfits, dude. The stage presence. And that was actually our last piece of news. Wait, did we you want to one? move on? It was that it? Yeah. That was it. Oh. I thought there was, was a different good. one and I just interjected with good. Oh wow. Just <laughs> we have a news page, you can look at it. <laughs> I did, and then I guess I was I left it before John typed that right. Mm. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked at it. No, so. that was our one piece of news. Shit. I didn't mean to just hijack your thing there, sorry. <laughs> you, you definitely did, too. Because yeah, it was kind of funny, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Nova's beating around the bush and you just went, here's what it is. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> no, that was the last piece of news. We want to move on. Alright, I'll give you at any point in the future, you have one free interjection of my Please. segment. So. I'm going to redeem it at the best time. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't do a lot this week. But, I hope it's during like a moment of silence or something. Yeah. At least uh, paying homage to a recent death and you're like, fuck you. Hey. <laughs> um, what did I listen to? So, other than this, the Fall of Troy album, which I can't wait to talk about later. Um, <clears throat> Julian Baker, finally, I talked about her. Um, she dropped a single. Joey Baker? Julian Baker. Like TV Oh, Julian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cause she dropped the single Hardline a few weeks ago, which I really fucking love. Uh, so the album that that is from is called Little Oblivion, so that dropped last week. Um, it's pretty good. I think that song, like, gave me really high expectations of what that album was gonna be, and the rest of the album didn't really follow up, cause that was still my favorite song, but it's really good. Like, I'll listen to it again. Little okay. Oblivions by Julian Baker. Um, and then I talked about another, I talked with another band I talked about um, a couple of weeks ago, Knuckle Puck, punk rock band. They had mm -hmm, a song just mm -hmm. called Untitled um, that I really liked. And I decided to go through their discography. And it's all pretty good. It's all like really, really good punk rock music. Um, it sounds a little bit like Blink 182 without like the content of blink 182 like but i think blink 182 is like really good i think there's bad punk rock music i think blink 182 is good punk rock music these guys sound like them uh and there was one other band that they kind of sounded like but i can't remember now that i'm on the spot but uh, 2020 was a good album by them uh, copacetic was a good album um that's all i listened the bangers to them. yeah where are the bangers from them uh the bangers 2020 yeah let me skip through the album yeah. Uh, the Rock Show, um, fucking I Miss You, uh... You just, you just listen to Untitled off a of Copacetic, that's all you need to listen to by them. You'll be, gotcha. you'll be satisfied. Okay. Um... Feeling This? Watch, what did I watch? Um, a lot of Chop this week, and then Classic. I think John can probably vouch for me, I, I don't know if he was planning on mentioning any of this. But uh, I watched a couple of episodes of, so there's this cooking TV show on YouTube called Just a Dash with Maddie Matheson. 
Um, oh, he's, yeah, he's you know big fat dude uh, based yeah. out of John. John says he gives him Jack Black vibes, and I agree with that. I think yeah, heavy Jack Black vibes. Funny fat dude. Yeah, yes. funny fat dude. <laughs> but that's not why yeah. he gives Jack Black vibes. But Jack Black see? has that style of comedy where he just starts making up words. Like Jablinski, for example, or just like he'll just say like onomatopoeias that aren't onomatopoeias. Really, he'll just be like shablamo when he just like walks onto a thing. It's and you're just like, oh yeah, that's hilarious and zany. You know, I'm whimsical, and yeah. Maddie does that. Um, yeah, and so I watched the most two recent. I watched all of season one. I haven't finished season two, but I did watch the last two episodes that have been posted of season two. And goddamn, Noah, you like I don't know how much you are into like cooking shows. This is like hard hitting. Right. This is like hard hitting drama TV that just also happens to be a cooking show. It's like, it's like one of the Sorry. funniest. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's like one of the most dramatic is it just things. His video where he's cooking things, or it's so he's got a couple of different ones. He's got a cookbook. So there's like. What is it called? Like home because I've watched his videos where he's just like cooking steak and. Well, so so there are two series. There's one where he like he he's just recently uh, published a cookbook and he cooks things from that, and that's pretty tame. Like a couple of minutes long, he's like, "This is just how you do it." Just a dash is that, but way more unhinged. Where it's mm. like, today we're gonna be doing this, and there's always like a fly buzzing, and he like goes on like a. 15 minute tangent about the fly in the room or like they basically just don't take out all the edits like it's mostly about him being on camera he happens to be cooking to fill the void of time okay the other things are these are his recipes because he's a chef yeah gotcha so definitely recommend watching just a dash it's like uh it'll take you for a fucking roller coaster i Um, would not recommend that as my first maddie matheson thing i watched but that's your prerogative. Yeah, I would say just skip. Better. I would say skip straight to the Benny Blanco TV show that they have or YouTube show that they have together, uh, called Eat Out America. I'm pretty sure Just a Dash came first, though, right? Sure, they might have. I, that's not what I would recommend first. Because okay. Eat Out America is like a travel food show, but it's just them being buddies and stupid, and then they just have random celebrity guests or just do random celebrity things. Action Bronson. It's a lot like Action Bronson's show, but Action Bronson's not nearly as funny. Way cooler, but not nearly as funny. And yeah, this is a good – this is a very good comedy duo. And Maddie Madison happens to be a chef, not just a rapper, you know, not just someone who just eats a lot. <laughs> Are you hating on Action Bronson's cooking ability? All right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think that's all I did, and, you know, I'll interject if I think of anything. But we can move on to – Well, that seems to be a running pattern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um let's move on to John. Excuse me. Um so I tried to suffer through that Hospice Antlers album. Um didn't care about it at all. Uh yeah, that was the one that Lane or Lane uh Hunter described as being your favorite indie band's favorite indie band. Uh and it very much felt that way. It felt like music, I'm sure losers care about and i couldn't be asked to care about you're not a loser so you don't yeah. care well like like imagine like it's like the people who like talked about neutral milk hotel being really awesome and you uh, believed them but you didn't yeah. like care to give it the time of day it's kind of like that except neutral milk hotel at least has like a couple good songs i couldn't remember one from the sandlers album i just see it here in my 
list of things that I listened to. Um, I was listening so to those I two songs. Yeah, I would not recommend that to you, yeah. at least. Yeah, I think there, I think there's a select audience for it, and it's people who are very much into indie and want to go more to like. I don't even know the the roots of it. Is that at least unique sounding, or is it just kind of? Well, it's like it's like folk, but it's indie, and it's just old is all I got from it, really. Right. Um. Two songs. Anyway. Uh, the two songs that Noah recommended: the uh, Newport, Tommy Newport, Tommy Gun, movie screen, and Lamore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. I like them both a ton. Um, the album's okay for the EP. It's okay. Yeah, I didn't even bother. There was like three other songs, and you only recommended these two. I was like, yeah, no, it rarely leads me astray with the one or two song recommendations. I mean, I'll give you the best ones on the album, whether you like them or not. <laughs> right. That's your own opinion. Um, then there was the piece of news that we didn't say because, you know, Friday music, etc. Uh, was No Name released her newest song, um, and she's been like going back and forth about how she wants to release music and this and that, the other thing, because she doesn't want to be dancing in front of stage in front of a bunch of white people, the whole, the whole shtick. Uh, she's yeah. trying to, she's trying to not like make big corporations any more money because she's like full on socialist agenda now, which I'm about. Um, she's like started her own companies and brands and like has like a book club now that's supported mostly through Patreon donors and her own personal uh, savings. And she's starting like a project out of Chicago. They're making like a it's like an event space. Um, it's all like free events, different trainings and speakers and things and arts and whatnot. So she's like periodically releasing music through mainstream conventions again, solely as a way to like realize some of her other goals because she knows she has to make money and this is like technically her most real job that actually makes money, but is not like the thing she wants to be doing anymore. Um, and it's very much a very political song. Um, it's called Rainforest, and it's very, very, very good because, again, I think – and this is something – again, I, I've mentioned it probably now every week for the last four weeks because I can't get over how hype I am for whenever it comes out. I don't even care if I have to wait 15 more years for it, but whenever Kendrick's next album comes out, you know <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Whenever it and comes it's, out. And it's solely because great artists who really take time between things – for their own reasons or for the music's reasons, I've never experienced someone I've considered great having like a horrible piece of shit come out of that. You know, like the closest thing could maybe be Blink-182, but that wasn't for the music's reasons. That was like they were old dudes who wanted to stop making the same type of music, and then one of them was like, fuck off, I'm done. (laughs) Uh, And so then finally when they came back and made a group again, it was just shitty music that I didn't care about anymore. but yeah, so I like again, she's taking her time between releasing these little singles. What Room Twenty Five came out fucking twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, something Maybe like that, like two years ago. ago. Yeah, three years ago. And uh, she had that one that just came out, that one single, and now she's got this one that came out too. Uh, the first one was like that J Cole diss shit, and now she's got this one. And again, it's great. And she had that song with Saba and Smino. Last time J Cole put out an album. Same-ish timeline, like 2018, 2019? 2019. I mean, okay, uh, hey, but he, he did the, yeah, I was going to say, he did the Revenge of the Dreamers oh, um, oh, okay. thing. Probably, yeah. Probably takes which some I would, time. Yeah, was, which yeah, I would consider. Yeah, there was like KOD, then he did, never mind, I was going to say this. I was going to say KOD was the last album I remember. Yeah, Revenge of the Dreamers. 
I thought that was a yeah, one. I think that was 2018, 2019, <clears throat> back to back. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend that No Name song. Um, is she good, interesting? She, uh, She's a great lyricist. Yeah, it's I No don't, Name. If I you don't, don't like No Name, I don't think you'd like it. But if you like No Name, you would. I don't follow her a lot. Um, so just you saying like her agenda and everything, how she's like no money to big corporations. Is she self-releasing all of this music or is she still signed to a label releasing it? She's she's not on a label now. Okay. She's just releasing it under her name on all the streaming platforms and stuff, but like she doesn't even want to be on the streaming platforms and she especially hates Spotify. Uh, I don't know how much you all know. I was watching or, you know, I was checking Twitter and stuff and she's one of the people I follow on Twitter. Uh, and for whatever reason, randomly, they don't know if it was a sample issue or someone accidentally just clicked a button from spotify's end but they like took away telephone off of streaming um mm, for like really? yeah for like 16 hours um and all of her fans were like you know let's like boycott spotify they're already a piece of shit company here's why and spotify out of every streaming platform including like soundcloud and youtube has the lowest pay per listen Ooh. of anything yeah. and it's like 0. 0.001 cent per play Think something like a uh, title. I think it's like eleven cents per play. And oh, no, I, 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 title. <laughs> well, but but see, title's not dead. Title's not. Title's not dead. No, no, no. Title's not the streaming platform of choice for like ninety percent of people. But I think there's like a small group of people who either like super care about Jay Z or Beyonce, and or have a conscience uh, and do things based on their conscience and are like you know this one helps my artists that I like the most. And, I mean, it's fucking... Jay-Z also put out his albums on Spotify last year, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, they, the title started out only doing exclusive, and everyone right. was like, why the fuck are you doing that? And so then they were like, okay, we'll have everything too, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I'm i kind of personally... I'm considering just ditching Spotify. Like, the only thing that's good about it for me is that it has, like, all the social media integration, but I don't even care about social media that much anymore, so I'm kind of like, I might get Tidal. Like, I might I might try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titles, I checked it out to verify. I mean, oh, I don't no, know that I they have like all music. Yeah. yeah, but they have enough for me to merit doing the switch, especially because there's actual like good reasons behind it. Um, yeah, I'll try to speak because I'm taking a long time. Got, like a majority of my shit, I would consider it. I, I, for whatever reason, I always just assumed that title was like uh, when they signed artists to have t like on title, it was like you are on title and title only, and not on all the other ones. And so I was like, well, I, yeah, I was like, I'm still listening to all my artists on Spotify, which means they're not on title, which means I'll never join title. Yeah. I, so if it's just another platform where artists can upload their shit to. Also, funnily out. enough, cause I just Googled title to try to verify some of the statements I've been making yeah. Uh piece of news, $300 million deal uh, square acquired the majority stake of title. Which is interesting. That like mobile payment, you know, Venmo style thing, Square. Really? Yeah, no, they now yeah, own the majority of Title. Why? Fucking interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. What does Square marketing or uh, e-commerce have to do with e-payment, whatever you want to call it? Was that have to do with Title? I guess Jay Z had lost some money from the pandemic from his uh yeah Jay champagne company what a crime. well uh, so i think I he was I'm like just... i'm trying to make sure trying we have some fresh cash yeah yeah okay. anyway uh cash flow. cash flow 
Rise Against had a new album that I didn't know they had released from 2020. Uh, called The Black Market, which I gave a listen to. Um, I should preface, I didn't finish it, so I can't make a full opinion on the whole album. Um, I didn't finish it because I hated it or anything. I just kind of like lost interest about halfway through, and I like wasn't I wasn't really focused. There was like a song or two that were actually pretty good, like not only reminiscent of Classic Rise Against, which was one of my favorite bands uh, for a long time, but yeah. felt new and good. Um, specifically the one I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore, I thought was pretty good and sounded again, it sounds like Rise Against. Rise Against, like Blink-22, they have a sound. They very rarely differ from that sound. But one of the things I liked about Early Rise Against was they at least like hit other genres. Like They would like strip all the way back and go like acoustic for a couple songs. Then they would do the full-on like pop punk. Then they would do like the alt rock, and those are different enough genres that you know you can make some pretty complex albums. Uh, and this one, unfortunately, wasn't that at least at the halfway point. So I kind of just got bored uh, yeah, from checked, hearing the same. I this album out uh, when it dropped. Last year when it dropped, and yeah, I kind of, I, I honestly, looking at some of these, barely names, remember. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I don't. It's like if I finished it either. I probably maybe I'll give it another listen. But yeah, I. Forgot that I listened to this album. And then uh, while listening to the Fall of Troy album, which I won't talk about, um, Spotify recommended me another mathcore band called Dwellings. Mm. Um, and I listened to their whole album, Lavender Town, um, and quite liked it a lot. Uh, but I'm a big mathcore guy, so if you're into that, you'll like it. If not, probably not, but it's pretty good. Um, finally, I had uh, this one fucking really interesting... Um, song recommended to me from oh it was on a playlist it was on like a hype hip hop playlist or some bullshit that someone I have on my friends list on Spotify or is a Facebook friend of mine was playing and I saw it and was like ah oh, I'll listen to this playlist um song called Keep Your Distance it's by Amir Van um it's really fucking good uh it's like a guy from Brockhampton I think so. I feel like I, I just remember. Is that the guy who got kicked out of Brockhampton? I he might be. Is that the the, the one? I can't was? remember exactly. Let me Google. Let's see. Amir Van. Um, he's known for being Brockhampton until his departure from the group in 2018. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was the one who got kicked out, but assumingly, yeah. Yeah, subject to sexual misconduct and sexual abuse allegations. Blah 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 go. blah. Great song. Emotionally manipulative. Song's really fucking good. Song's yeah, really okay. good. It's a what, was the, what was it called again? The song? Keep your distance. <laughs> yeah, the irony in the name of the song. <laughs> good song. Yeah. Don't even have to. Um, Audience at home, you can make your own joke. Yeah. So then, besides, uh, man, Lane, you got to get out of my head, bro. Besides watching Chopped and a bunch of Maddie Matheson YouTube videos, I didn't really watch much. Um, besides the movie, um, but I will say just to make the bigger point of that eat out america is literally one of the best shows i've watched i don't know in like a year or more like i was laughing out loud hard and just like big smile on my face enjoying every second of it the entire time all eight episodes i don't really either but they're like random days i'll like binge something if i find like a good thing and i'll binge the shit out of it so right why does my camera keep on focusing, man? I don't know. It's because I move too much. Yeah, maybe. 
Uh, I'm going to interject because I do remember, you'll have to tell me with his name again, but I was telling you, I checked out that Tunji, uh, how do you say his last name? Oh, yeah. Aish. Aish. Tunji Aish. Missed Calls was the album. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Definitely, I will listen to that yeah. one again. All right, Noah. That's it for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting, just waiting for my turn, you know? Uh, I, I it's Tunji Ige. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't really do much at all this week. Uh, whatever. I listened to FKJ's EP. Uh, I, Fresh kiwi juice. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to his EP. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's Y-L-A-N-G. And I don't know <laughs> what that... Uh, combination of consonant sounds make yelling, eeling, eeling. Oh yeah, it's like yeeling, eeling EP. <laughs> That's literally what's called. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm butchering that or not. Uh, I feel like I am, but who? Yeah, um, FKJ. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I really like it. It's only six songs. Really easy to listen to. Uh, the song that the EP is named after, Yiling Yiling, whatever, uh, that is just, you need to listen to it. It's very melancholy, but it's, it sounds it's like, like a plant. A, sounds like a classical, uh, sounds like a classical song, but he definitely modernizes it and does, you know, MIDI produce a production stuff, you know, modern production things to it. Uh, and it's E Lang. Like it's E Lang? E Lang, E Lang. Yep. Okay, E Lang. E Lang. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, well, I would definitely listen to E Lang, E Lang, and Brother. If you want to listen to this. Have you listened to the 2017 album, French Kiwi Juice? Yeah, that's. that's yeah, that's how like my trip playlist started. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I, I'd I've say been listening to the 2019 one, but uh, like my favorite song from the 2017 one is "Vibing Out" with whatever her name is. You know, parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. Oh, and she's yeah. featured on Elang Elang. So definitely gonna check uh, out like this week. Yeah, FKJ is great. Definitely a vibe that I really dig. Mm-hmm. I can't really recommend it enough because it's just. Why would you make people... your artist name something that is unpronounceable? Parentheses, 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 oh, oh parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. Maybe, because if you click on her Spotify page, the background picture is like an eye with, it's like a cool looking eye with. What well, says the bio? The unpronounceable force in a seed. She's an artist, okay? That's yeah. all that matters. If Prince then, can change his name to a symbol. Her, Insta- her Instagram that. is that thing, and it says it's not pronounceable. There you go. That's the name. That's her name. It's not pronounceable. That's just like get over yourself. Like whatever. She she's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, does she sing or something? Because she's yeah, she's a singer. She, she does not sing in that song. Oh, I don't think really? there's anything in that song. Oh. Okay. That song specifically. No, no random female vocals. I don't remember. I've listened to that song like twenty or thirty times in the last week. I don't think there's any vocals. Maybe very lightly in the background that I just didn't hear, you know, kind of Wait. as an instrumental. But, I have a song for 2019, Risk. It's like a single featuring Boss. Yeah, it's all right. With FKJ? Same EP. It's in, it's in my liked. So it's how about I like that but not listen to that EP? Well, it's probably from your 
discover Interesting. Weekly. I don't know. I would yeah. recommend FKJ as a whole. But let's see. If but I like straight. Boss a lot too. Um, okay, that's really all I listened. I meant to listen to other things, but I didn't. So then I started American Gods, the Stars mm -hmm. TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Well, sorry, I started season three because I've watched it all. Oh, um, I was like. <laughs> yeah, I just skipped season three, you know, who cares? Um, no, I started season three, and it is definitely more of the American Gods. It's unique. I guess that's the only reason I watch it, but it's not hard-hitting television for the most part. I think there was maybe two episodes in the last two seasons that were high-quality peak television, but it's okay. It's just that there's nothing exactly like it. So it's hard not to watch it just because it gives a little flavor to premium cable or what we have now. It's, you know, uh, you have to be in the mood. It's hard to recommend. You just have to know what you want to watch. And then I watched uh, WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Which is Bold. Disney Plus's. Oh, I guess that comes out tomorrow. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, like the last episode. Um, Hold on. It started off so strong, it hurt. I was almost blown away mm -hmm. by it. I was completely enthused. And then it just kind of becomes Marvel. Mm. <laughs> it just... I My think problem it's with episode... every Marvel project. Well, see, that's the thing. The first two or three episodes, I was... It was almost um, disorienting. Because it's just not Marvel. And then around episode four or five... I, I think it's episode five. Where it's just Marvel things. Here's some dramatic Marvel stuff, <laughs> like you've seen a hundred times, but now it's a little different because you know Wandavision things. Uh, did you? So um, did you completely catch up? To, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I haven't I'm watched it, and I like, uh, like. I'm trying not to spoil anything for myself, but I got on social media after this last episode came out, and there's like the one line that I think Vision says to her something about like grief and love or whatever and like mm -hmm. oh god it just makes me so, i just cringe so hard anytime like something it's it's almost like the uh it's similar vibes to what was the um the fall in our stars when he, he has like the cigarette he's like you know cigarette, and yeah. then everyone started <laughs> saying that line or whatever mm -hmm. it's like similar to that where it's like this pop like insanely famous pop culture thing and like everyone's like getting it tattooed and saying it like putting in their bios god it was like i i it's one of the rare times like i am social media like social media addicted and it was one like the rare times i was like all right i have to hop off for a few hours because all i'm gonna see is people just like quoting this line and i can't deal with it i mean marvel fans are yeah cringe not the worst <laughs> i want to see the worst they're not the worst <laughs> but they'll pretty much jack off anything marvel puts out mm. so They'll defend Thor too, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> Marvel fans will do anything for Marvel. Um, yeah, I just I'm so disappointed. It just seems like it's puttering to the end. Like, there's nothing else to it. I feel as though it may change it up, but I'm pretty mm. sure I know how it's all gonna end. Right. I know what the episode's gonna look like. And I get it. Is this? Remind me because I don't know. Is this supposed to be? Is this just like a limited time series? Like I, it's yeah, one and done. This is just okay. a one and done. 
Yeah, and it's supposed to set up the new Doctor Strange movie, but I haven't seen anything. There's one like small thing, but I haven't seen anything concrete. Mm-hmm. So if it is actually a lead up, I guess that'll happen in tonight's tomorrow's episode. Um, yeah, that's that's all I did for the week. I really didn't do much. Cool. So I'll move on. Take it away. Um, real quick, real quick. What? What's the premise of Scarlet Witch, bitch? Like, what's her shit? It's like, I'm reading the thing on the wiki, <clears throat> well, and then each episode's set in a different time period, so they're time travelers? No, no, okay, I don't want to be hard spoilers, but she creates... I'm never going to watch a show, ever. Well, yeah. I would actually watch like the first two or three episodes, it's actually really cool. I'm going to watch um, it all next week. They, Fuck it, they... I'll watch it all next week. Don't tell me. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I just read the whole fucking synopsis, but whatever. I'll watch it next week. <laughs> well, then why do you ask? Because <laughs> I um, wanted someone to explain it better than me reading on Wikipedia half-heartedly. I mean, I can explain it to you. It's no, shut up. It's too late. It's over. And it's really weird it how out. they're pivoting. So they're pivoting her origin. I'm not going to spoil anything too hard. But they're pivoting her origin so that it's very not X-Men related. So right, that because... makes me curious. But now they own X-Men, so it makes me curious as to what they're well, you know, they going to retcon around. What... This last episode did something specific. Like... <laughs> I want to ask, but I don't really want it to be spoiled. But hmm. Basically, just... Go ahead. it's just not X-Men. They're, they're, it's just so weird how much they're... Um, concentrating her origin on this one thing in the last episode you'll see so you're, you're and, saying that is in like like canonically her origin because she wasn't in the x-men movie see so right uh so scarlet witch is magneto's daughter in the comic mm-hmm. like her and quicksilver are magneto's twin oh kid and so yeah, Marvel, okay. before they owned X-Men, it totally made sense that they avoided any sort of mutant word mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, any reference to it. So it totally yeah, makes X-Gene. sense. X-Gene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, don't, they do not want to do that. But now that they own X-Men, it's really weird how they're still refusing to use a word such as mutant. So I'm very curious as to how they're going to introduce the X-Men since they're going to do it someday within the 10 years within the next decade i want to see the avengers vs x-men movie that would be awesome okay that's the one i, I want to watch can do it. I, I think they can it's just going to be in like 10 or 15 years is um, there is there a reason why they um for quicksilver because he makes i know that he makes a cameo or maybe he's still in why they chose Evan peters they didn't they haven't i'm assuming aaron taylor johnson didn't want to do it okay <laughs> I'm assuming he's like, nah, I'm good. Or doesn't he die in the Marvel movie? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he dies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes okay. I know why that he could still be in the show. If he, if I mean, they could have canonically explained away a death. They've yeah. done it four fucking times in the Marvel Cinematic Universe already. So, cool. whatever. Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would recommend watching the first few episodes, but I don't know if unless this next episode blows me away, it's okay. Okay. Cool. And that's all I did. Take us home, John. All right. All right. So we've got the two things: the fucking movie and album. Is there a preference? Nope. I'll right. talk equally. 
All right, we'll do 2007 uh, Eastern Promises movie. Uh, start with Noah. Well, that's, I, I started last week. Fine. <laughs> Lane. We'll serve it back um, at you. This movie was very okay. It started off really bad for me, I thought. Like, really? I hated, like, yeah, when I was, when it started, I was like, I don't like the dialogue. It, like, it's just kind of like. The un- first 10 or 15 minutes yeah, was, it was a like, little... the, the conversations make me uncomfy. It's just, like, weird, like, I don't know. Not, not uncomfy, like, because of anything they said. Just, like, the way they were, like, I don't know. It was just, like, random, like, oh, I don't think a per- real person would have said, I don't know. Uh, I didn't like the dialogue in the first little bit. Um, I this so my biggest problem like I really like the plot of this movie, and I think it would be better as a TV show, maybe that had like a real resolution, like a real ending. Right. Like I, for some reason, in my head the whole time I'm thinking like Daredevil, the you know like cast similar not cast but like shot similarly like how daredevil was shot and i was like yeah. that would be probably one of my favorite tv shows of all time if this was kind of like daredevil-esque but obviously more focused on crime rather than just like beating the fuck out of people um i i mean yeah like it it's at some point which i can't really remember the moment it like totally flipped and i was like really intrigued and like was like really digging the story and then yeah i kind of like towards the end like i i remember like checking the time and it was like they were in the uh like the bathhouse or whatever and there was like 10 minutes left and i was yeah. like how does this resolve <laughs> in like 10 15 minutes i don't even know and then it just whatever it was whatever um I don't know. It's it was like okay. Like I don't love this movie, but I mean I. So you're telling me the time that you decided to ruin your immersion, or that you felt that your immersion <laughs> was ruined anyway, was like the best scene in the whole movie. That's it, was, it was like afterwards, after he fought, like stabbed oh. the dude in the eye. Oh okay. And then he well, was you like, said they were in the bathhouse. So I was like, okay, yeah, so just like the they enter the bathhouse, and you pause it. You're well, like, hmm. No. It was like right at the end. He like stabs the dude in the eye, and I was like, uh, okay, what? And then I just happened to check, and then I was like. Yeah, not a lot of time left and i was like all right well we'll see how they play this out and it was whatever see i'll I, you know i'll totally agree with you i think the first five to ten minutes was a little felt a little disjointed for mm-hmm. whatever reason uh almost too quickly paced out is yeah weird. yeah maybe that's uh weird. but then i really started liking the movie basically right after she had the first conversation with the dad I think Pop-up. that's when it started yeah. tightening its scope, or yeah, whatever, tightening its scope. Um, and I just love how they—I don't know what the word—I don't know if juxtapose is the right word. I really don't. <laughs> I might just be pulling that out of my hat. Uh, but I like how they juxtapose <laughs> so many clashing things, like you know. Um, I feel like the word is like superimposed at that superimposed point. Superimposed, maybe it's superimposed. Okay. Well, how they superimpose clashing ideals and things like Vigo Vigo Mortensen's his moral uh, his moral compass is obviously present and there while he's in this Russian mob family, and then he's an outsider nobody in this Russian mob family, and she's 
just uh, or her family are immigrants and she's in London. So it's just like inserting nonstop clashing ideals. And then it does that with the story itself. It's like, here's uh, the nurse's story. And then here's just a completely unrelated mafia story kind of. But I mean, obviously they relate in the end and with their <clears> themes, <throat> but there's no real connection other than her or, you know, her trying to find the baby's rightful family. And right. I, I don't know, it's almost unsettling, which I kind of enjoy. I feel like that's Cronenberg's specialty. Uh, just feels your skin crawl in a weird way, even though there's not much or not anything scary about it per se. I think that's what my favorite part was, was it made me feel tense and anxious, but not in like an annoying, scary movie kind of way. And like, a, right. oh my God, I wonder what happens next because they clearly are like mobsters who don't give a fuck. And frankly, he's not made us care so much about the nurse that like losing her as a character would be like what the fuck is this movie yeah so like mm -hmm. the stakes just always felt really high or like Viggo Morton's character he has to have that moral ambiguity because he's undercover so you're like that's such a good reveal yeah so, <laughs> so you're just like so you're just like yeah. did he kill what? did he kill the uncle like did the uncle actually die like I don't know and then of course he did um, so you don't I, did you not like the undercover reveal I, I mean, all the, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, all the things you just, like, the, the things that gave you suspense, like, did he kill the uncle, like, the reveal of him being a police officer, those are things, like, I just, like, knew them, for, like, I, I like, it was just very obvious to me, like, at some point, the, like, cop in charge is gonna come in and be like, hey, what's up, we're cops, and then he's gonna be, like, sort of sitting, he's like, oh, I'm not leaving the job, or whatever. Like I knew that something like that was gonna happen, like from the the moment like. So like you felt like you predicted that he was undercover. How do you know so he was undercover? I don't. I just. I mean, it just. I don't know. It was just. It, like, I was not surprised <laughs> was when it was. The uncle thing, yeah, I wasn't surprised that he was still alive. But the undercover thing, I thought like I totally forgot that. Because I mean, I guess it, it was just like they. Maybe I just read too much into like the moral thing where he was like. He's a mobster, but he's definitely like kind of a good guy. You know, he did, I didn't think that he killed the grandpa, and then I was like, so he's got to be a cop then. Like, what other reason would a guy who wants to be in this like super violent like crime family like why wouldn't he just be like killing people all the time or whatever? And I, so I was like, so he's just got to be a cop. And then it turned out he was a cop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just maybe I just like. Yeah, I just predicted too early or something, but yeah, so like it did not surprise me at all when the his his boss came. Um, yeah, okay, well, so I, did, I didn't really feel like uh, like in, like a crazy amount of suspense. Um, I do like I do agree, kind of like I got that feeling where it's like you're kind of watching a horror movie and you're a little like unsettled maybe, but yeah, like the suspense wasn't really there for me for a lot of it, but. I mean, this was, I don't even know, this is probably like my fourth rewatching, so mm -hmm. I knew all the plot except for the ending. For whatever reason, I couldn't remember how they chose to res resolve it. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I knew he was undercover, and I, I don't know, I still felt the suspense, like, it was so well done that I could essentially forget, practically forget, even though I knew. Right. I was like, hmm, he could kill the uncle right here, and I would be like, "That's that checks out, like, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. you know, and you watch him like step out of the car and everything too so you're like oh fuck uh, um, well, I, uh, just to add to this 
Uh, it's kind of weird seeing Russian culture not being demonized. <laughs> um, you know, growing I don't know, growing up in America, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of nice to just see a Russian folk person celebration yeah. and stuff and just be like, "Oh, okay." Even though they are mobsters, so this does play into that stereotype already. But like the scenes where they're celebrating the woman's 100th birthday or 100 some birthday and the uh the guy yeah, singing the, the folk, accordion yeah i absolutely love that scene yeah. because you yeah, just you don't awesome. get such a homage or love for russian culture at all uh usually so it's just nice when a movie seems to do that i'm not sure if it does it well i'm not russian <laughs> i don't want to make any preemptive statements but it's nice just to have a different uh aspect or perspective from perspective of russian culture right I had, uh, I'm just going to kind of segue a little bit. I, I had two small negatives with the movie. One is like super small, and I'm sure neither of you even noticed it. Oh, but just because it was my a million three watching of my favorite scene in the whole movie, the fucking bass scene. Oh, cameraman. Oh. <laughs> no, no, that'd be awesome. No, I realized that the movie used CGI blood for what mm. I thought was like a cool prop. Right. Uh, when it's like the final kill, and he stabs the dude in the eye. Yeah. You can see one. Bad. So if you just if you just think about cinematographically, like how that shot would have been composed and how he would have had to grab the knife and fake stab an eye, or like maybe it's like a retractable blade or whatever it was, right? You go to the eye. There's nothing over the dude's eye, so it's not like a pocket of fake blood that he can like puncture over here. You know, there's no fake tissue, right? And it wasn't in the device itself. So you can see the blood pouring out underneath the handle where his hand is, right? So the blood's all back here. Yeah, okay. And the blood comes in, and it's, like, really pixelated. And there's, like, little white specks in it as mm. it's starting to render. And, so like, someone just clearly good. didn't take the time with it. And so my hand was focused because it's, like, it's kind of not centered in the screen. Like, you're supposed to be looking at Vigo basically the whole time and all the tattoos and all the sweat and just, like, yeah. the intensity of the scene. But I was, like, so focused on the hand and the eye. I was like, I wonder how they did that. And then you see the blood coming. I was like, oh, gross. Like, <laughs> I, shouldn't have, I, should, I shouldn't even have looked here at all. Um, but the other thing was a bigger thing, and it was like playing up how the son was gay. That was weird. Yeah, so I, so I, every other viewing, yeah. I kind of just took it as like what it was, right? Like I could understand that, especially at the time the movie was made and especially with the sentiment of like your big powerful – mobster and you need to Death have mob. the stronghold of masculinity that yeah. being gay could be considered being feminine and thus not masculine and thus not dominant and persevering or whatever other you know synonyms they have with this like false ideology uh but the way that they tried to make him seem gay was what i thought was weird at no point did i think that weird initiation where he was like i'm gonna watch you fuck this prostitute i didn't even think that was gay at all yeah, i thought that was yeah. just like a weird power I, dynamic I, yeah, yeah. and then i was like yep. oh He's watching Vigo fuck yeah. something. Not he's watching him, you know, yeah, check his almost, manhood. I almost wish they confirmed whether or not he was gay or not. Because it but almost they did, just, right? I, I like, don't know. Like two different characters basically told the dad that yeah, they but heard that I someone's don't know. gay. That's, but that's just like, you know, rival brother. Well, but then, but then the dad but then the dad was like, Well, is this freaking gay ass city with all these whores and gay people that yeah, made my son I, I gay. Don't know. It's, just, it's weird how they didn't just directly 
Right, like know, he wasn't just fucking a dude randomly. For me, maybe, it, maybe. Was, it was confirmed, because even in, like, the journal, she mentions she got thrown down the stairs and he tried to Oh, rape but he her, couldn't get it up. Oh, yeah. it up. So the dad came down and, like, raped her in front of him. Because he was 14, but... Yeah. Okay. Let's say it's the game. Okay. Um, but there's like that scene, and then there was like the the there was a scene where um, the dad has just told Vigo that he's gonna be like out of the family, and so he goes down to the cellar where he finds uh, the the son like drinking, and there's like a weird yeah. embrace. Like once Vigo's like, yeah, I was offered the stars. And like I mean, maybe I was reading into it too much again, but it was like with like the camera was even like low, like showing just like them like hugging, and like there was literally like a second where like they're just like Vigo's like holding his character, and the guy is like just like like I don't know, like the embrace was I I thought that it was so like there was a few seconds, and I thought that it was so like emphasized that it was like the son is clearly enjoying this or something, and he like he feels comforted. Sure. Dude, I'm taking a yeah, film totally. class. I'm yeah, supposed, I'm yeah. supposed to fucking <laughs> check these things out. Taking um, it apart. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, it, it basically confirmed for me. I thought that the son was. So you uh, gathered that this character was gay because <laughs> yeah. he hugged another man. That's yes, what you're telling that. me. <laughs> nope. it's I think shot. that's what you just nope. said. I think that's what you just said. Nope, that's not what I said. Is the shot? Is the angle at which? The, the angle, right? Is the lighting? That's not what I said it off, but <laughs> the sex scene basically mm. though, was pornographic in the way that they held each other. <laughs> so my only two, uh, see, I only had you know a couple minor complaints, and really it was the very beginning, just being a little stilted, and then mm. the very end, I was not a huge fan of how oh. it wraps up. Okay, um, I was just very, <clears throat> I don't know. It's almost cookie cutter how it wrapped up. The movie itself doesn't seem very cookie cutter or mm-hmm. stereotypical at all, but then the ending's just, well, kind of happy ending for everybody. That's it. Go home. <laughs> I, I thought it was know, nice. I, I don't like... I just didn't think it did anything that the movie did. Well, I was thinking of, of the choices it could have taken... You could have had some big punishment, right? Like one of the main arcs gets rendered awfully in some way, whether yeah, it's Vigo saying. gets killed, whether it's yeah. the son gets killed, whether it's the baby blown. gets killed, yeah, whether the nurse gets killed. Like one of those four kind of avenues could have been taken as the final thing, and right. instead they went, no, the baby's going to grow up in a nice little family. The nurse is going to get the baby and thus continue that nice little family. So both is those characters get like. Work? <laughs> I was just, I mean, it's not a big deal. I just really don't think that's, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. I don't think that's how the system works. I would imagine, you know, now she has a tie in with the police. The police can probably expedite that legality thing where they're like, kids. yeah, just like, but like. <laughs> but she doesn't know that she's a tie in with the police. I mean, I guess he could have done it behind the scenes. Right. I'm just but... saying, I think, I think it's more like time has passed. Here's what's happened. That's how I took it. Like months have gone by kind of thing it wasn't like next day she took the baby home i could be wrong in that that wasn't my interpretation of it i think it was months that passed and so i'm like in months time like at the very lowest end of the totem pole it's just like 
you know, she just took the baby from the hospital. Like, what's one unnamed orphan baby getting stole? Like, I'm sure the hospital has just a, too much to care. Like, no they offense. No like, records. <laughs> oh, I'm saying, even if they had, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's pretty easy for a baby to slip through. I mean, it's fucking, it's the foster system, for Christ's sake. I'm That's sure true. England's is just as good as the United States in letting horrible things happen in that system. One of the which they, which they the even baby. imply. Right, yeah. and which they even imply. So I'm like, mm, I don't really, I don't think that's that big of a deal as a negative. And then with the son and Vigo kind of thing of, you know, now Vigo's going to stay in it and he's going to ascend the ranks and he's going to basically like break him down from the inside. And you're kind of like, it felt as though they could be like, yeah, we could do a next installment if we want. But like, it's a real thing that's going to keep happening in this universe's <clears throat> time. And you don't have to see it. Right. Whereas if they chose like a <clears throat> ultimate you know, black wall screen of this character hits that thing and boom, the story ends. As a viewer, you're like, oh, I kind of would like, I mean, maybe not everyone, but like, you kind of like, it doesn't leave any imagination to what could happen, and this at least does, right? Yeah, okay. Just more so open-ended. Yeah, yeah. I, I like an opening that still ends softly. Okay. I think that's just a personal disagreement. <clears throat> I don't, but yeah, totally. I, I totally get that uh, view. Um, I I don't think we've really touched on it. It's almost unsaid, or it goes without saying, the acting in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure Viggo Mortensen, I'm not sure people have, well, I mean, actually, I'm definitely sure people have said this a billion times, but he's fantastic in this movie. It, I don't it's think there's it absurd. Up. It did how much I love him in this movie. Yeah, he sold his character so well. There, the accent. I he. I mean, yeah. it's like it's the fucking meme of Tropic Thunder and Robert Downey Jr.'s character. But he did that. He like actually just did that. He supplanted himself into the role of being this like. At least, like, satellite yeah. Russian, if not actual Russian dude, right. who then has to be undercover for the Russian police in London. So yeah. he has to play, you know. I, I, is Viggo Mortensen American? He is, right? No. What He's is like he? Scandinavian, something. Uh, That's like his heritage, or he is himself with an accent and all? Is, he was... He's Danish. He's Danish. He's Danish American. Okay. But he was born in oh, New York. Oh, He's oh. born in New York. Oh. Uh, but I guess his parents are Danish or one of his parents is. But um, the only reason I even kind of thought he was American was I remember he did a bunch of campaign tours with the Green Party, like in 2016, 2012. Um, either way. Uh, so not only was he just like excellent in that transformation of putting on this like authentic Russian english and also russian russian like he really just spoke russian yeah. very well like at least you know for my ear obviously i'm sure a real russian would be like eh. ear, yeah. but uh yeah then just like all the subtleties and like the physical acting was so good like i thought the choreography of the fight scenes was so good i'm very rarely interested in fight scenes <laughs> i didn't think it was I amazing it was i thought it was I, th I thought for him it was pretty good for a dude, just like a dude, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't strike me as anyone who has, like, you know, any kind of martial, you know, like, I, there's people I hold to a higher standard. Like a Bruce Lee movie, there better be some fucking cool fighting. 
And if it's an okay Bruce Lee movie, I'm like, well, you know, it's not his best work. Right. Or, you but know, like, like a Yip Man. But, but you but know, like, like, I expect there to be things. I guess you don't know this at that point, but he's, like, definitely high up, like, in the detective lit. Like, he's a cop. So, I mean, it kind of it makes sense, right? But I guess you didn't know that if you were watching for the first time, like, he's just some dude. But I don't know. I, the, yeah, I mean, it didn't strike me that crazy because, one, he's, like, either he is a cop who has been trained to fight or he is, a, like, a Russian mobster who has just done a lot of fighting. So, like, it made sense that, I don't know, it didn't strike me as anything crazy. I guess so, see, my so problem it, with it, the... Go ahead, go ahead. Let's see, okay, my little gripes with the fight choreography, especially, I mean, the bathhouse is pretty much the only real fight. Um, but my only problem is just the, um, it seemed like everyone was kind of waiting around, whereas I think really well-executed fight choreography has a uh, nice momentum to it and speed, mm-hmm. but the bathhouse scene was kind of slow, even though I don't think that's how two guys assaulting a man would go. It seemed like it was more the one guy goes to attack him, that guy's probably chilling in the corner while the camera rolls, you know, and then it seemed very much like that. It wasn't bad fight choreography, it just wasn't. I didn't think it was anything. Yeah, I... And yeah, maybe I, I just have thought too much about it. So my reasoning for that was that he's a naked dude in a bathhouse unsuspecting anything. Only one of them needs to pull the knife out, and they're so much bigger and clothed that all right. I have to do is like land one good last, like you know. Like, and they're probably just thinking, "This is the schmuck." And remember, they they're thinking it's the dude's son, who is notoriously not only oh he's gay, so he's weak, but like right. notoriously a little bitch. Yeah. Like they're probably like, we could beat this guy up blindfolded, and then I mean, Vigo they the nephew without even right, thinking about it. So. Right. And then Vigo just went. <laughs> You know, like, twist the wrist, gets the knife. And so now the other guy, no knife drawn, is, like, stunned by it. And then it's almost instantaneously he gets the one guy down. And then he jumps over the little thing, and they're chasing him, and they slash him. And it felt like there was a reason why it was only one guy up at a time and not, like, oh, you punched me in the chest. I must wait in the corner for ten seconds, you know? That's no, the, it didn't feel that way. The dude was stabbed in the <laughs> chest! But then, stabbed! But, but then when Vigo's, like... He had just killed the second dude. Well, really, the first dude that died. He's just walking, and then like at it, like totally fine. He just pulls it out, and like I don't know, like I, I, I mean, maybe he was like knocked out or whatever. But I, to me, it was like I'm just gonna play dead here and wait for him to kill my friend, and then when he walks past me, I'm gonna get him with a surprise move. I don't know. It was. I, I feel. Mean, I, I feel like if I were, too. I feel like if I were <laughs> that guy laying on the ground, I would have been like. I can like peek my eyes and see that my buddy is clearly losing this fight. I should just stand up and help him. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I, I thought it was a fine fight scene. I just it was. Didn't think yeah, it anything. was fine. But not it great. was a great scene. The scene <laughs> itself, I think, was absolutely pivotal and fantastic. But the fighting itself, I don't know. It and like... I always give props to fight scenes where like the hero doesn't win unscathed. Like he definitely had yeah. some major cuts all over him. Like that, I mean, the I effect always, on that one cut on his—I don't know if it was his back or his stomach—just the one, just side. straight. I think it was, yeah, yeah, that was really good. I'm not sure yeah. how I'm. What I don't know if it was CG or not, but that looked really fucking. 
uh, overall, I thought it was pretty great. Honestly, good, great movie for me. My last pet peeve about the movie, I want to say, is um, the the feeling that John gets when he thinks about the kiss in Episode Nine of Star Wars is how I felt when they kissed at the end of this movie. You know what I mean? Ray and Kylo Ren. No, I mean, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't say that. the nurse and the Russian mob man she's been... No, that's weird. It was weird to me. Flirting with. Hated it. I don't... Hated it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they're flirting, though. Like there's... Mm. One's a kiss between a brother and sister. <laughs> and one's a kiss Adopted. between... Very clearly Lovers. wanting, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's like a star-crossed no. kind of bound by different fates kind of attraction. Nope. From the first scene, that was. <laughs> From the first scene, they're on camera together, and she has the cool bike that he's like, "Oh fuck, this this hot chick mm-hmm. is like on this cool Russian bike," and she's like, "And oh, the whole time, the whole gonna movie, hit on me. The whole movie, he's a you know some fucking criminal piece of shit, and she, ne- I mean, she doesn't know like." It would it would have made sense if he's like, by the way, I'm with the police, and she's like, thank but she God. But she didn't think he was a piece of shit. Mm. Multiple times she was like, going against her parents, the uncle and aunt's witches of like, mm. you should stop talking to him. Uncle. And she, you know, and yeah, and she was like, no, he's like, he's not so bad. He's not like the other ones. He's just the driver. Mm. You know, like she in her mind already had forgiven him a little bit for all of the indiscretion and all the trickery and bullshit sure i don't know I, <laughs> okay I, I think i think you're just dead leave, wrong about that one we'll leave uh, this one to the audience on to decide um, um, i'll yeah, give this like I, a i wasn't even trying to change it i just said i'll give it like a six out of ten <laughs> i i'm more of a eight eight five actually yeah i'm probably an point? i'm probably i'm probably an eight five that seems fair i think nine's too high uh it could have been better for sure, but and I think next month I think my pick will literally just be their their other, other movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, Vigo Vigo Mortensen is just he's phenomenal. I can't think <laughs> of a phenomenal. movie he's not great in, and he was great in this movie. I was gonna say even if the movie is probably bad, I'm sure he's been in some shitty movies. I'm sure he kills it every time. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. Uh, every, this every... is kind of <clears throat> this is off topic, super off topic. Uh, I read something about Viggo Mortensen. Uh, apparently, he was up for the role of Wolverine way back when, hmm. and his son uh, said, "Don't take the movie because their costumes aren't right, <laughs> like because they're all you know in that black leather mm-hmm, suit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not he said, the like yeah. red and or black and yellow shit. He said, "So yeah, Brian Singer had to explain to my son why they were changing the costumes." <laughs> so yeah, awesome. well, and then he got Lord of the Rings, so it all works out for everybody, I think. Um, I, every time I, every time I see him now, after seeing the, it's always sunny episode, uh, who got D pregnant. I always, Vigo Morgenstein. Vigo Morgenstein. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm Vigo Morgenstein. Like Which one did you say you wanted to choose? History of violence was the other one you said? Yeah. Cause they have a third one. Next one. They have a third. Well, I think that hasn't come out yet. No, no. 2011, a dangerous method. It's oh, Kira Knightley, Viggo Mortensen, Michael Fassbender. Oh shit! Michael Fassbender in 2011. <laughs> yeah, he uh, got a like, Golden was, Globe nomination. Very early Fassbender days. That was Centurion time. Yeah, he got a Vigo got a Golden Globe nom. Classic. No, Viggo. he got a Golden Globe. He won. Classic Vigo. Uh, 
<laughs> Crazy. Man can do anything. And he's also yeah. a singer, apparently. Dude, Captain Fantastic proved to me that this man can do no wrong. He's in my favorite. He's in my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll choose it next. I'll choose it. I'll choose it next time. Uh, no, he's apparently an artist, a musician too. I can't find him on Spotify, but he's released music. That's what his Wikipedia said. Good for you. Yeah. Vigio Morgenstein. Good for you, Vigio Morgenstein. Uh, we want to move on to the album. Talk about yeah. We do. Yeah. I almost forgot. He, apparently, he made music with Buckethead. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I need to listen to that. Now. <laughs> I don't really need to listen to that. Um. All right. So now we have uh, math cores. At maybe not founding fathers, but they're probably on the Mount Rushmore of math core. Uh, the fall of Troy. Can you uh, math core for me? It. I don't know why <laughs> it's called math core exactly. Maybe, uh, fucking numnuts here knows better, or Hunter in the comments yeah, knows better. Uh, I think. It's because they like constantly switch tempo and like change time signatures and shit. Like it's like, I think it's like music theory reasons of like how it's, they're it's, changing. It's just because they, yeah, they have, uh, like not common time signatures and they have like more complex rhythmic structure. So instead of just like, like with pop songs, it's like one two right like here's four chords it's like they could do like five lists or something you know it's like and you know yeah just strange like yeah like regular music wouldn't do yeah yeah math yeah got it and so uh their 2020 album uh i still don't even know how this is pronounced muckle earth mukilt earth i don't like who fucking cares who knows i'm gonna start out here with saying there were exactly two songs well no let me go back Same. let me rewind this is an album that they decided to remake uh their first uh what's it called their debut demo what's the term yeah i guess demo their demo um yeah. back before they even had an their name fall of troy they were called like the 30 years war mm, yeah. that was the band's name yeah, I mean, it's just right. who cares, right? Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> and, and so this album is literally just re-recordings of their first songs as the Thirty Years War, mm. now as the Fall of Troy. Yeah, um, and so what they did was it, they like they recomposed like a few little bits here and there. You know, they re-upped some of the lyrics, but like that first song, okay, the tribute to Orville Wilcox. Yeah, that was uh. So or I was like, who the fuck is Orville? Wil is that like some history person I was supposed to like? I was like, I was already. I was like semi intrigued, but mostly I was just pissed off, and I was so pissed off I wanted to know why, right? Like this is this wasn't an album that was so bad that I didn't care. It was bad enough that I wanted to know why they chose to fuck this up so bad. And then I found out it was just re-recordings of old shit. But Orville Wilcox apparently what they used to do in high school for fun was pull up the phone book and just call random people, and Orville Wilcox was like one of their funniest memories of their phone calls. And so now this is a when they first started making music, they made a tribute to him, and now they're like, well, we're older, but we still reminisce on our youth. Here's a tribute to Orville Wilcox. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. doesn't I care. You, Anyone. <laughs> like, it was so annoying. But I did like the song, was the problem with that one. I, um, I did, did I like that, that one. one. And I liked the uh, Knife Fight at the Mormon Church. Nope. Uh, was uh -uh. the other one I liked. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. See, so, uh... But that's it. Those are the only two songs that I found semi-enjoyable. 
All right, uh, I'll, I'll give you my two, uh, and then I can kind of frame my thinking. Uh, my two were uh, mirrors are more fun than TV, just mm-hmm. because it kind of sounded like a classic rock song. Like <laughs> that's it's really weird, but it kind of just had a classic rock sort of vibe. Just you know. Modern engineering I mean, production, whatever. You didn't find like three fourths of the way when they like cut all the instrumentals and like faded his voice and he was like, never. Uh, you thought yeah, that sounded like a classic rock song? No, I was going to say, because <laughs> okay. that's that song. I was like, what? Um, and then uh, Counting Sheep, which it was just some good old fashioned thrash, kind of good old, you know, good head banging, intense music. But that's all i can say really positive i wasn't offended by this album um i was just very unimpressed to you know just it was so middling because it almost didn't know what decade it wanted to be and now you explaining that it's some of their old songs like old songs like right. 30 years war must have been like 2000 2001 right. but i so i can't tell what songs are the old ones so this whole album just seems so out of time just not for the modern day or 2020 i think that's when this year the year that this came out uh it does not sound like it deserves to be released in 2020 it sounds like their old songs i guess or like older songs of that genre um it's not my thing not my thing yeah 2002 (laughs) 2002 it was 30 years war i hated the yeah i hated the vocal effects that they did the second half of the album where just that monster voice or whatever it could be it could be summed up by saying that there's just so much distortion that there was no sound it was just distortion (laughs) like it was was so that literally i completely forgot to write it down but it had that high pitch effect in both my headphones like back and forth and i it almost it almost pissed me off. I think mean, it was the first time an album almost made me mad <laughs> because it was just annoying. Like it wasn't even it didn't seem like there was any um, artistic reason for it. It just seemed annoying. I think it was borborygmy bor borborygmy the second to last song. I think it was that song specifically that about halfway through it just has this awful god awful sound effect, and then that last song. <laughs> what was that last song just so inspirational is that the right word for it it seemed it seemed tone deaf compared to the rest of the album yeah like not just in general as tone deaf as the album is this is tone deaf compared to the album um yeah not my favorite not not my favorite not a high point my favorite part of this album was when uh, we are the future. You were done listening to it. Finished, and then SCP <laughs> Remix came on. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And I was like, hell yeah, yeah. this one's good. Damn, 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 damn. I was this, this, yeah, I hated this album. Uh, I'll just, <laughs> so I straight up just hated it. But like, I yeah. was kind of gullible with it, where it was like the first song came on, and I didn't like the first song, and I was like, I was more so pissed at John. I was like, why the fuck did you, are you gonna make me listen to this album? <laughs> like, it's gonna be like forty minutes of this shit whatever and then like the second song started and the second song i think is my favorite song chain well nike shoes i think it's my favorite song on the album but like and again I think that classic okay. classic uh, stance of that's 2002 bro yeah <laughs> chain and, wallet <laughs> and so like what yeah. what kept happening was like 
the, like all the songs would start with like this cool guitar riff and i'm like all right i fuck with this and then like one by one say- they would start adding things and my like interest level just like as the things went my interest level went down right just the crossing graph yeah the lines uh, yeah. Like- <laughs> and so like halfway through every song it was like this fucking sucks i hate it and then the next song would start and like it'd be another cool guitar riff and i was like okay maybe this one will be better and then it would like fail me again and then like the next song would come on and be like uh huh? and then i was like nope hate this one too um yeah i don't really Sorry. appreciate the change-ups in every single song um you know if a few songs are like that that's fine but i swear that was this whole album and maybe that's i don't know if that's a what would you call it, the math core is that the mm-hmm. term i don't know if that's a math core thing uh it could be okay so maybe that's just an underlying problem with me. Mm. It was just weird that every single song couldn't just keep, you know, in the same beat or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and I think The Fall of Troy is especially known for, like, their unorthodox song structure where they're really mm. like, we're going to not give you what you're expecting. And um, so, yeah, it's it makes sense that you would especially not like <laughs> The Fall of Troy. Unorthodox, yeah. you know. <laughs> like um, that word. Good one. I would uh, say, if, because yeah. yeah, so again, we can all agree, just not good. At the very best, it was not good. Yep. <laughs> uh, my problem is that this clip, I mean, again, it felt like this is a high school freshman who like a sound and are trying to make their version of that sound. And that's literally what it was, except now you took some 30 something year old dudes who've been doing it for 20 years fucked it all up because they just made their same shit they already made like i i wish i just never heard this album because now it just makes you think less of a band that in 2008 i would have said was like one of at least the most talented if not like one of my favorite bands like they have like three songs uh oh the casino sledgehammer and uh you've got a death wish johnny that are just like music like you hear the first like and this is most of their songs start with like some complicated guitar rift. So like you saying that that's something that you really enjoy. Like at the very least, you'll like the first ten seconds of like ninety percent of their music. But all those songs start with like a really intricate drum pattern. Um, specifically like Oh the Casino. Uh, it's just got this great drum intro. And I just like remember myself like going to my drum kit just to learn that like first ten seconds of drums because I couldn't not love the sound and like just imagining my hands doing it because it was like crazy. Um, but yeah, if you're going to listen to three songs to maybe not hate them as much, there would be those three. But otherwise, <laughs> you would hate every song by them because yeah, right. it's just that, but a little better or much better. And well, I see, told you the much better ones. Sometimes, you know, it's just not my sound or not my genre. So, you know, you guys, but since you guys are both hating on this too, I'm glad I'm not alone on this. This uh, album is like the, like an album version of a time capsule where it's yeah. like they bury, <laughs> they bury the time capsule. It's, it's yeah. like, I, hate to make two it's always so many references in a <clears throat> an episode but it's like when d pulls out the time capsule and she's like reading their letter from past d and it's like congratulations on all your success as being like the biggest actress in the world here's a check for a million dollars and she's like oh shit <laughs> it's like these guys open the time capsule and they're like but instead they were like oh that's cringe we should just never release this they were like let's let's add let's some shit it. and see like we'll just fucking drop right. it yeah right 
it was essentially like remixing and mastering some of their old music except it didn't sound like it was remixed or remastered yeah like if you just told me that they released their demo i would have believed it and it's worse that they redid their demo yeah, the, the, I bet the album's. I bet the demo's not bad. Honestly, because <laughs> like, it probably sounds like it's recorded in their basement. Yep. And they probably couldn't get away with as much egregious distortion because the mics wouldn't be able to pick it up. You know what I mean? And they probably didn't lay the tracks individually. They probably recorded it all as a group. Right. Into like a microphone, so all the sounds are coming in like fucking. I don't know. It, yeah, no, I bet it, you the demo, the low-quality demo, probably sounds pretty good. Probably better. Yeah, if they, I think if they had just went about this instead of releasing it as a 2020 album, if they would just, like, post on social media and be like, hey, guys, we found this demo from when we were still the other band, like, our first right. thing. Right, like, and we're going to upload it on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> but you want, like, we're not even going to touch it. We're not going to change anything. We just want to give you the shittiest version of it. I think everyone would have been like, hell, yeah, I want to listen to bad version of it. Like, if one of my favorite bands was like, hey, we found this, it's really bad, but if you want to listen to it, here it is. I'd be like, hell yeah. And instead of like, yeah, just kind of like trying to I mean, polish the turd a little bit and then upload it. Yeah. That's the whole premise for, uh, what was it, Kendrick's unreleased EP mixtape or whatever mm-hmm, that he put mm-hmm. out? Yeah, like Untitled I mean, 1 through 8 like or whatever. 25 bullshit songs or something. No, it was, it was like 8. Was it only? I thought it was a yeah. lot. Yeah, it was a few. I like that. Oh, it's like 8 songs. Damn honestly but. um no but I, I just yeah fans will yeah. fans would love just unmastered you know because i don't want to end talking about this album because it's so bad and it's a horrible way to end we've we've made our minds right so let's give a score yeah. i want to talk about one other uh, thing because you just brought it up and then we'll end on that five out of ten that's my score. that's really high i thought wow um, I'll give Pretty it a, high. One and a half. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah, I was gonna say a one out of ten, and it's only not a zero because I enjoyed, yeah, like every five to ten seconds of every song. Well, I, I didn't see. My thing was, I wasn't so much offended as I just really didn't enjoy it. I was kind of offended. Oh, okay. <laughs> my problem was, I liked this band a lot, so I was offended. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like a four for me. It's not. Okay. I mean, it, there's a lot of Usually, problems with it, but. It's a genre that I actually enjoy, so this just happens to be a shitty, like, you know, like a shitty pop album is never probably going to get a one for me. It'll probably at worst get like a four, three and a half. That's fair. I'll throw it up to a two, a two out of ten. Okay, okay, that averages out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the thing I wanted to end on, the Entitled Unmastered, uh, what's your favorite songs? Because there is only eight for sure, because I listened to it just the other day. Yeah. I listened to him all the other day because I was like, I'm pretty sure I only really like one song. I think. Yeah, there is only one song I liked. Um, yeah. So, so I was curious because there's no names, so, right? So it's just yeah. like, which number did you like most? That's oh, what I want to end on. Was it three? It might be three. It's three for me. It's three for me. It might be three, it might be three yeah. for me. I can't remember if it's two or three. Yeah, I really can't remember. I'd have to look at it. Let's uh, recon- let's. I'm gonna listen to it this week, and I'll give you an answer next week. Yeah, we'll get the right answer. Okay. Because three is so good. 2013 Kendrick could do no wrong. Okay, well, this week's picks are the movie Sunshine, a 2007 Danny Boyle film, and the album Third by the artist Portishead. Uh, that has been the 19th episode of Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis, joined by John Fina and Lane Wellman. Question mark. Did I say joined by this time? Because last time there was this. No, I just said. I just said. It sounded like you said. I'm Noah Davis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, am I? 
I guess you'll have to figure out next week yeah. <laughs> when we come back next Thursday, like always. We're You're going to say, wait, why did you end it like that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not know, be yeah, on next Thursday. You know? <laughs> so get fucked when you show up on Thursday and we've already made the episode. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week.